الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مدل الله ومن يدل فلا هادي الله ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمد أبده ورسوله We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We seek his help, we seek his assistance and we seek his forgiveness we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of our own selves and from the evil of our actions. Whomsoever Allah chooses to guide, none can lead astray. And whomsoever Allah chooses to lead astray, none can guide. And we bear witness that there is none worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final messenger and slave. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, in Surah Hujurat, the 49th chapter of the Quran, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Awwal billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Inna al-mu'minoon ikhwa, fa'aslihu bina akhwaykum, wa'taqullaha la'allakum turhamun." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that indeed the believers are but brothers. So make peace between them and fear Allah, so that you may receive mercy. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has said, "Inna al-mu'minoon ikhwa." That the believers are but brothers and loving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sense of brotherhood that we have is one of the strongest bonds of faith loving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means you genuinely love for your brother what you would love for yourself you advise for your brother the advice that you would give yourself you help your brother just like you would help yourself Ahmed narrates in his Musnad that the Prophet said that indeed the strongest bond of faith is to love for the sake of Allah and to hate for the sake of Allah. And loving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you love someone sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is an act of ibadah. Loving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an act of ibadah and is one of the best righteous deeds that a person can do. And Prophet Islam is a comprehensive concept and it's based upon good character treating each other in the best possible manner uniting upon a common value and there are three levels of brotherhood the first level of brotherhood which is the highest level is the level of brotherhood between the Muslims between those whom you share Iman the second level is between your family members whether they are Muslim or non-Muslim and then the third level is between uh, humanity as a whole but the highest degree is that between those who have Iman. And although we use the word brotherhood, it also includes uh, sisters and it also includes male and female. Um, and it's a faith-based community. That's what brotherhood means, a faith-based community. So the one thing that we all have in common is that we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and that we believe that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi is his final messenger. So the strongest level of brotherhood and the strongest uh, level that you can get is level, like we said, is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it's based on a common goal which is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and this sense of community, friendship and purpose in Islam has to be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the ayah we mentioned at the beginning إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةٌ فَأَصْلِحُ بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says indeed the brothers or indeed the Muslims are but brothers so make peace between them 
Ibn Kathir he commentates on this ayah and in his tafsir al-ayah he says that it's a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make peace between the Muslims if there are any ill feelings or if there are any wrongdoings it's a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we must make peace between ourselves we must we must come to a common understanding and not hold these ill feelings that we have in our heart towards our brother or towards our sister and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضُ يَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفُ وَيَنْحَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرُ وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةُ وَيُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاءُ وَيُطِيعُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ أُولَئِكَ سَيَرْحَمُهُمُ اللَّهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that indeed the believing men and the believing women they are awliya of each other, they are um, allies of one another so the believing men and women like I mentioned that it doesn't just mean brotherhood in terms of male brothers it means between the believing man and the believing woman there's this sense of faith-based community and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that the believing men and the believing women they are awliya they are allies of one another and then he says why he says because they establish the prayer and they give the zakah. Before that he says, يَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفُ وَيَنْحَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرُ He says that they enjoin the good and they forbid the evil. So we as a faith-based community, as a Muslim community, as brothers and sisters, as Muslims who love each other for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is, what is it that we have in common? We mentioned that we have in common that we are believers in Allah and we believe that Muhammad وسلم, is his final messenger. But in order for us to implement this true brotherhood and sisterhood in our lives, we must enjoin the good, and we must forbid the evil, and we must establish the prayer, and we must establish the zakat, and we obey Allah and His Messenger. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Ulaika sayyarhamuhumullah." That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will have mercy on those who do that. So, if you want the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He's already told us what we must do. We must enjoin the good forbid the evil if you see a good then or if you don't see good if you should tell people to do good and if you see an evil then you should stop it and in another hadith the prophet said whoever amongst you sees an evil he should stop it with his hands if he is unable to he should stop it with his tongue and if he is unable to do that then he should hate it in his heart and that is the lowest fall form of iman so whenever we see a uh, munkar or any evil or any uh, sin or anything that displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we must stop it as a community. We must stop that. And likewise, as a community, we must enjoin the good. If the people are not doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded them to do, then as a community, we must command the people and enjoin the good. And most importantly, the level of brotherhood involves purifying the heart of all animosity hatred and malice for those who have faith, including those who were before us, including the Sahaba, the Salaf al-Salih, those uh, imma from before us, and all the Muslimin from before. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا فِي لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they say, our Lord, forgive us and our brothers who preceded us in faith. So forgive, Allah SWT says this is a dua that the believers make that, Oh Allah, forgive us and those Muslims before us and put not in our hearts any resentment towards those who have faith. So just the fact that somebody died upon Iman and it's clear that they died upon Iman, we should not have any ill feelings towards that person. And it's a dua that Allah has told us 
that the believers make in the Quran that they say that Allah forgive us and those who came before us and our Lord you are the most uh, kind and most merciful so from the qualities of a believer is that their hearts and tongues are safe and secure from harming other believers so your heart and your tongue is safe and secure from harming another believer this means that your heart is safe means that you don't hold any ill feelings or any grudges towards another Muslim and your tongue is safe that means that you do not backbite a fellow Muslim you do not slander a fellow Muslim so you have to make sure these two things are always safe from your fellow brothers and sisters and when the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he first came to Medina after he established his masjid what's the first thing he did after he established his masjid? he established a place of uh, worship then he made ikhwa between the, the Ansar and the Muhajireen Muhajireen who migrated from Mecca and came to Medina and the Ansar who were already there in Medina he made brotherhood between them he selected one from the Ansar and one from the Muhajireen and he paired them up this shows that it's from the foundations of a Muslim community that you have the masjid and then after the masjid you should establish the brotherhood between ourselves and Bukhari Muslim narrate from Anas عنه, that the Prophet says that none of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself Anas ibn Malik reported that the Prophet Muhammad said that none of you truly believe until you love for your brother what you love for yourself if we as Muslims we were to implement this one hadith in our life our whole lives would change because this one hadith is the foundation of a Muslim community as soon as you love for your brother what you love for yourself you'll see there's, there's no cheating there's no deceiving there's no trickery when your brother has good or when you have good you want the same good for your brother if you have a business in the same area and your business is doing well you want for your brother to also do well Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is infinite His bounty is infinite Doesn't mean that you can be the only one who's uh, doing well in dunya and akhirah Your brother can also do well in dunya and akhirah And it's from a believer's iman to have that Where you can genuinely love regardless of who that person is As long as that person is Muslim You love for your brother what you love for yourself <coughs> And this means that you do not have any jealousy for your brother. So in Islam, there's, there's two types of jealousy. There's the jealousy and there's hasad, which is envy, which is the lowest level. So jealousy is when you see something from your brother that you like, and you also want that thing. And you're jealous that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given that thing to him and not to you. And then envy is the worst type of jealousy, is when you see something from your brother that you like, but you don't even want that thing you just don't want your brother to have that and subhanAllah some of the Muslims or humankind as a whole they have that in their heart where they see something from their brother or their sister that they like they don't even want it for themselves however they don't want their brother or sister to have it and we say everybody knows in Surah Falaq everybody reads uh, Surah Falaq and we seek refuge from the envier when he envies because envy is a disease of the heart and if one of us has it then it is something that we have to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala firstly to remove and then secondly work on our heart and work on removing this uh, disease of the heart and Ibn Hajar Asqalani he mentions in his commentary of this hadith that just like he must hate he must love for his brother what he loves for himself 
The opposite is true Where he must hate for his brother What he hates for himself So if there's something that you don't want A calamity that you don't want to fall upon you You shouldn't be happy When your Muslim brother or sister Falls into difficulty You should not want them to fall into that difficulty Just like you yourself Would not like to fall into that difficulty And Anas bin Malik reports that the Prophet says Do not hate each other Do not envy each other do not turn away from each other, but rather be servants of Allah as brothers. It is not lawful for a Muslim to boycott his brother for more than three days. And Ibn Rajab, he mentions that the best type of deed is to secure the heart from all types of enmity. So we mentioned that there's different diseases of the heart that you can have towards your brother and sister. Ibn Rajab, he says one of the best deeds is to remove all these negative, ill feelings from your heart that you may have towards your brother or sister. And the parable of the community of believers is like one body. Everybody knows the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said that the believers, the parable of the believers is like affection, mercy and compassion to one and another is like one body. When one part of the body feels pain, the rest of the body feels pain. So this is how we are as a brotherhood. And it's not just on a local community, this is the ummah as a whole. How we are to one another as a ummah, as a whole. For the Muslims who are in other parts of the world, in Palestine, in Burma, in India, in Kashmir, in, uh, the, in China, all the Muslims around the world, as soon as we see that they are going through a difficulty, we should make dua to Allah SWT to elevate that difficulty for them. And we should have some sort of sympathy and some sort of sad feeling that this is our brother and sister, we don't know their name, we don't know who they are, we don't know anything about them except that they believe in Allah and they follow Muhammad wasallam, and that's enough for us that they are a Muslim and we don't need to investigate what type of Muslim they are except they are a Muslim and we should have that sadness that when they are going through trouble that we make dua to Allah to elevate that difficulty from them and the scholars, they mention in their commentary of this hadith that it's befitting for the Muslim body to be like that. Because when, for example, the Prophet he says that when one part of the body uh, feels pain, the rest of the body feels pain. So the scholars say when the eye it feels pain, the other eye will feel pain because it now has to try to uh, work harder. It now has to go in through more difficulty. So when one part of the body in the other part of the world feels the pain, now we must feel that difficulty because that means that our body has been affected. Just like we might not physically have been affected, but our body has been affected spiritually. And when we help our brothers and sisters, in reality, we are actually helping ourselves. So you may think, oh, somebody in another part of the world, or even in your local community, you're helping somebody. Yes, you're doing it as a good deed, but in reality, you're helping yourself. The Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah, Whoever relieves the hardship of a brother in this world, then Allah will relieve his hardship on the day of judgment. And whoever eases somebody in difficulty, Allah will ease his difficulty on the day of judgment. And whoever conceals the sins of a Muslim in this world, Allah SWT will conceal his <coughs> sins in this world and the hereafter. And Allah SWT is in the aid of his slave, for as long as that slave is in the aid of his brother. قول قول هذا استغفر لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين واستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله Ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah he said that helping your brother or your sister or helping a Muslim is more important than secluding yourself in worship the reason for that is when you are helping another Muslim you are actually helping them and you are helping yourself whereas when you seclude yourself in worship then you are only benefiting yourself and among those seven who are shaded on the day in which there is no shade except the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are two men who love one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they meet and they part on that basis and this is the part of the hadith we want to concentrate on we mentioned that there are, we, there are uh, seven so there are six others but those two who part or they meet for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they part for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and masjid <coughs> is one of the perfect places to do that where you come to the masjid and you have the intention to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and meet your brother for the sake of Allah to enjoy good, to speak about the akhirah to encourage others to do good and then after salah is finished you leave for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the only reason you come back is to meet for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is to pray and to talk about uh, the deen and the akhirah and then again you leave and if you do that constantly five times a day when you come to the masjid then inshallah ta'ala you'll be amongst those who are shaded on the day in which there is no shade except the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's possible to attain these high levels of sincere love if you do it sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it's based on love sincerely advising one another getting together to do acts of worship uh, Enjoying the good, forbidding the evil, loving for your brother what you love for yourself, hating for him what you hate for yourself, sharing his joys, sharing his sorrows, helping him to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and helping him in matters of dunya and akhirah. It doesn't just mean that you should help him in terms of you give him da'wah. If you help somebody who has a difficulty in this world, even if it's a dunya difficulty, as the hadith mentions, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elevate your hardship in the hereafter. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said that no Muslim servant supplicates for his brother behind his back except that the angels say and for you the same. So if you want something, then you should make dua for your brother or your sister and the angels will say, Ameen, and for you too. So this is one of the secrets that we have been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He told us, the Prophet ﷺ told us in the hadith that once you make a dua for your brother or sister behind their back or in their absence so they don't know you make it secretly for your brother or your sister whatever that may be the angels say ameen and for you too so again you're helping somebody else by making dua for them but in reality you're helping yourself and as brothers and sisters the muslims they are entitled to rights so we have many rights and in, in one hadith the prophet said there are six rights as a Muslim to each other. The Muslim has six rights. The first is to greet him with peace when he meets him. So if a Muslim says, Assalamu alaikum, then it is right that you say, Wa alaikum assalam. Imam Ahmed rahimullah, mentioned that it's not obligatory to initiate the salam, however, it is wajib to reply to the salam. So if somebody gives you salam, it becomes wajib upon you to reply to that salam. The second is to respond to his invitation. And the ulama they mentioned specifically that if it's a uh, walima invitation, then you, then you must respond to it, it's his right. The third is to respond to his sneeze. 
So if he says Alhamdulillah, why did you call you now to say Yarhamakullah? The third is the fourth is to visit him when he is sick. So when your brother or sister is sick, then you must visit them. The fifth is to follow his funeral prayer when he dies. So when your brother or sister passes away, it is his right upon you that you follow his funeral procession. And the sixth is to love for him, love for uh, him what you love for yourself. So that's from the rights of a Muslim. These are six things that the Muslim has a right upon us, every Muslim. Not your blood brother, not your blood sister, not your mum, not your dad. A Muslim with a Muslim. I'll mention these six again. The first is to greet him when he gives salam. The second is to respond to his invitation. The third is to respond to his needs. The fourth is to visit him when he is sick. The fifth is to follow his funeral prayer when he dies. And the sixth and final one is to love for him what you love for yourself. And Ibn Muflih mentions that there are many other rights of a Muslim based on other ahadith. He says from them is that he covers his faults. So from the rights of a Muslim is that you cover your Muslim brother's sister's faults, you forgive his mistakes, you have mercy on his errors, you overlook his missteps, you reject his backbiting, you always give sincere nasiha, you preserve his good traits, you guard his covenants, you answer his invitations, you accept his guidance, you show gratitude for his favours, you assist him in the best manner possible. And we've mentioned the brotherhood. Uh, as a whole and all the good qualities of brotherhood and that we should love each other and we should advise each other but at the same time this shouldn't go into tribalism where you support one another at the expense of justice Islam always always it supports justice even if it is against your brother or sister Anas ibn Malik reported the Prophet said support your brother whether he is an oppressor or being oppressed so the Sahaba said oh Rasulullah we know how to support our brother if he's being oppressed, we can help him. But how do we support him if he is the oppressor? And the Prophet ﷺ said, by restraining him or preventing him from committing injustice. That is how you support him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to taste the sweetness of Iman and brotherhood. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove any ill feelings you have between one another. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make peace between all the brothers and the sisters. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gather us in a gathering better than this in Jannatul A'la. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamid majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamid majid. Aqeem salam.